Uh, you wouldn't believe me if I told you how many takes this is trying to get this uh, podcast started. It's just uh, a little hard getting going. Uh, we've been taking some time learning a new software package that uh, Seth uh, identified for us and put on the computer. And uh, it's always a challenge the older you get. Uh, mind exacerbated a little bit by the fact that uh, it's got a lot of mouse clicks involved and uh, of course when you have Parkinson's sometimes you don't click you uh, fire uh, automatic weapon fire so um, we're um, trying to get through that there's a study going on in Australia and the scientists are working with a molecule called MCC950 uh, and they say that it may result in a pill taken once a day that in, in animal studies has stopped Parkinson's in its track. So that's an exciting possibility because uh, if you're one of the people like me that take a, a cup or two of a pills a day, one pill a day to handle Parkinson's would be great. Uh, the podcast is uh, doing well. We we only, when we started, we just uh, put it out to, to our few, few friends and, our, and family. Uh, and right now we have a total of about 225 or 30 um, plays over the, the uh, five broadcasts. So that's, that's kind of encouraging that there's people that are, are listening and, and coming back and listening again to, to, to the rest of the podcast. So we're really encouraged by that. Uh, we've been talking about um, following Jesus. And one of the things that I wanted to try to do was to um, take the perspective that we look at Scripture instead of looking at from where we are back to history, collecting all the lint of the theological lint uh, the, along the way, but to see if, just for, for an exercise, if we could place ourselves um, on stage, as it were, or, or with the players in, in the gospel message and uh, watch it happen from their perspective. I, uh, when, when I was uh, just newly married and we had a couple of little kids, in fact, um, I think our youngest son was uh, uh, just a baby and played the baby in the end of this play I'm going to tell you about. But it, in about 1982, I had the chance to play Tevia in the uh, El Reno Community Theater's presentation of, of Fiddler on the Roof. Uh, it, it was a bigger deal than it sounds. Uh, it was really a, g- a good show. We played in the... Um, Redlands Community College um, Auditorium. It seated about 250, 300 people. And uh, we played, I think, for two weeks and, and filled it up most every time. Uh, it was a great time. And uh, uh, well, one of the things that was exciting to me was just the, uh, the, the feel of being on the other side of the curtain and watching the play develop from behind the scenes instead of and watch it go out to the audience instead of being in the audience having it come to you. It, it, you get a totally different perspective. Um, and in order to do that, uh, we're going to spend a few minutes talking about what in the, the theater is called a prologue. A prologue is just a, uh, a, a discussion of some, some lyrics, some words, a speech that puts everybody on the same page, that sets context for the, uh, for, for the, the play or the, 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 the piece of work that you're doing. Uh, it's kind of like if you've ever gone to a movie and showed up 10 minutes late, uh, in the first 10 minutes, they do prologue stuff, and they, they, they give enough information so that everybody in the theater starts at the same place. And if you're late, you're the one going to be the one in the, the theater going, what's that mean? Who's that guy? What, what, what did he say? What does he mean? Um, you can always tell who's late by the questions they ask when the, the movie goes on. In Fiddler on the Roof, the prologue uh, is the opening um, number with the, the, with the whole cast performing tradition. It introduces the, the setting pre-Soviet Russia, 1905, the people groups, the Jewish community, the non-Jewish Russian community, the Soviet 
military, some of the traditions guiding the Jewish community, particularly around the family and marriage. The song makes it clear that the traditions are non-negotiable, uh, or so they thought. The, the, the unquestioned leader of every home was the papa, or so he thought. And all the decisions regarding marriage of children were solely the responsibility of the papa, or so he thought. And that sets up the uh, the arena in which the plays are going to develop, and the musicals are going to develop, and the issues are going to be talked about. And that one song, Tradition, in the opening of the show, sets the the, the, the scene so that everybody in the theater could start basically at the same place. Uh, if you spend some um, time in the early pages of the Gospels, and uh, I've, as I've been doing over the last couple of weeks, just reading the first few chapters of each Gospel over and over and over again, what you realize is that um, the New Testament does kind of a prologue. It gives you some background material so that when the, the gospel stories is taken to the rest of the world, there's enough information to give people who knew nothing about it to put them on the same page. Um, Matthew tells us the story from Joseph's family's point of view. He starts with the lineage and works all the way up to Joseph and Joseph's visit with the angel and his decision not to put Mary away but to uh, keep her as his wife and, and, and to try to protect her and... and uh, let the incarnation happen, as it were. Uh, and and um, Luke tells a story from, from Mary's perspective. And um, Elizabeth, her aunt, and uh, um, Zachariah, and their son John, and, and, and introducing Mary to the... Uh, well, the angel comes to Mary and tells she's she's going to have a baby. And um, Mary's strangely mature response to the angel was to just contemplate and hold these things in her heart. Um, but to allow the Lord to have his way in her life. Um, and John's gospel has kind of a prologue from um, eternity um, as Jesus is presented as the Logos. Uh, the word became flesh to dwell among us and so that we can behold the glory of God. And if you put those three together, uh, and then you have Mark who just uh, is like the kid who starts before the... Um, Start pistol goes off. He, he just starts telling the story of Jesus in his, in his ministry. If Mark was all we have, there would be a lot of confused people in the world. But we have the other Gospels so that um, anybody who reads those gets kind of an idea of where, they're, where we're coming from, where the Gospels are coming from, and puts everybody in the same place. And, and um, so what we would like to try to do is to uh, position ourselves with the, the people who... Um, make up the, the characters in the, the earliest part, the prologue of the gospel, because really, after the prologue of the gospel, after Joseph's story's told and Mary's story's told, uh, with a limited exception, um, I don't think Joseph comes up at all again, really, and Mary uh, has a couple of places, but, but it's not really the, the, uh, the focus of the story. So you could put them as people who watch uh, Jesus grow and, and watch Jesus' ministry begin and he launches his three-year ministry before the cross. Um, and um, we, we get to uh, experience their emotions when they were presented the challenge of, of taking part the story of the rescue of humanity. Um, I used, did a, used to do a sermon called Two Dedicated Young People. Uh, and it basically was a, a sermon that dealt with the fact that 
If Joseph or Mary, theoretically, had said, no, I'm not doing it, uh, the world would be an entirely different place. But these two dedicated young people who were dedicated to God uh, believed him uh, outside the, the, the realm of what seemed reasonable and um, gave God permission, as it were, to proceed with the plan. Uh, give me a little bit of latitude. Um, now let's look at the, uh, the, the conception of Jesus from uh, looking over Joseph's shoulder. Uh, it says in the scriptures, Now the birth of Jesus was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man, not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away. Now Joseph was terribly conflicted because he knew what his wife turning up pregnant, how it would be interpreted by the community, and maybe how it would be interpreted by himself. But he loved Mary so that he didn't want anything bad to happen to her, so he was going to just put her away secretly. Uh, but when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid of, to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her of the Holy Spirit, she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, and he will save his people from their sins. Now all that took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated God with us. Now the, the, the amazing thing, Joseph has this dream, which uh, was a byproduct of what was going on in his mind and, and, and divine interruption by the angel. Uh, but Joseph awoke from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. And took Mary as his wife, but kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son. And he called his name Jesus. Now, it's very easy for us to look at this, and, and because we've seen it so many times, and, and, and you know, that it, to us, Joseph is a six-year-old in a terry cloth robe, and uh, Mary's a, an eight-year-old, uh, two and a half feet taller than Joseph, and uh, it, it's just uh, so much a Christmas play. Uh, but in reality, these are real people. And God had invaded their lives with a very difficult job assignment. And uh, if we could just put ourselves listening to Joseph, listen to the, the, the angel, or contemplating on his bed when he woke up in the, the next day, what would he do? Uh, and, and look out his window into the town in which he lived and, and to see the people walking by. And, and, and I wonder if Joseph wondered how Uncle uh, Mordecai would respond or... His his uh, wife uh, Sarah, how 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 she would respond, and, and his parents how they would respond, and his brothers and sisters how they would respond, and yet Joseph woke up and immediately determined to do as the angel of the Lord indicated they should do. Um, Joseph's response was a uh, follow me with a capital F. The Lord said follow me, and Joseph said okay. Now in Luke we get get the 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 same issue but from Mary's perspective now in the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the descendants of David and a virgin's name was Mary coming in he said to her greetings favored one and the Lord is with you but she was very perplexed at this statement who wouldn't be in fact that's a, a muted response and kept pondering 
what kind of salutation this was. Um, the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. Um, you have found favor with God. And behold, he will conceive in your womb and, and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. And he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him a throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom will have no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overtake, overshadow you. And for the reason, and for that reason, the holy, the, the holy Child shall be called the Son of God. And behold, even your relative Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age. She, who was called barren, now in the sixth month, for nothing is, will be impossible with God. You know, you, you think of that story, and, and this may be the earliest you've heard the Christmas story, uh, in, because it usually don't, doesn't happen until after Thanksgiving in the States. Um, New Zealand doesn't have Thanksgiving. doesn't mean we're not thankful. We just don't have the date. But uh, this may be a little early for some of you. Um, but but as I was reading that passage just now, it, it I saw that what what a um, a emotional uh, period of expectation Mary was consigned by the angel uh, don't worry about um, being a virgin and the ability to have a child uh, because the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you and you're going to conceive and uh, you wonder what Mary went through as she uh, waited for this spiritual uh, episode to happen in her life when the Holy Spirit would come upon her and she would conceive. Um, but Mary was a ponderer. She pondered long and hard. So we have positioned ourselves the, on the stage with the players looking toward the future and what will happen with the, the message that Jesus will bring, the work that he'll accomplish on the cross, and the message as it moves forward uh, on the, the words of the apostles. So keep coming back because what we're trying to discover is the lasting legacy of those two words that Jesus told the disciples or, or, or requested an answer from the disciples when he said, follow me. In a sense, he said, follow me to Joseph when he said, go ahead and take Mary as your, your, your wife. And he did. He followed Jesus. He said, follow me. When the angel came to Mary and said, this is God's plan for you. And Mary's response was, let it be uh, as God wishes with me. One of the nuances of following is to leave the gears of your life in neutral. God bless you. Have a great week. All day long I if I were a wealthy man, I wouldn't have to work hard. If I were pretty rich, I'd build a big tall house with rooms by the dozen right in the middle of the town. Fighting roof. Real wooden floors There wouldn't be one long staircase just going up and one 
going down. Had one more going nowhere, just for show. I fill my yards with chips and turkeys and geese and ducks for the town to see me. Squawking just as noisily as they can. With each lap, If I were a rich man, yeah, 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 All day long I'd be really bummed. If I were a wealthy man, I wouldn't have to work hard. Yeah, 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 If I were a very, very rich, yeah, 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 I see my wife, my gold, I'm looking like a rich man's wife. The proper double cheek. Supervising meals for hearts delight. I see her putting on nails and strutting like a peacock. Hey, what a happy mood she makes. Screaming at the servants day and night. You there! You there! And you! If I were a well 